Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadizen, and with the harvest season upon us, we'll discuss fall farm safety reminders on today's episode. Joining me is Jana Davidson, Content Education Specialist with the Progressive Ag Foundation. Jana, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here today. So, Jana, before we begin, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the Progressive Ag Foundation? Absolutely. So I think it's best to start telling folks a little bit about our foundation and our program. So Progressive Agriculture Foundation is actually the nonprofit organization that governs Progressive Agriculture Safety Days. And our program was actually founded in 1995. And a lot of folks ask us about our name, you know, the progressive in our name. It is actually um, because of the Progressive Farmer magazine. They wrote a series of articles back in the early 1990s that were uh, related to uh, telling some tragic stories about farm-related injuries um, and fatalities called Our Deadly Harvest. And um, after writing about those for uh, several months, uh, one article in particular was a father's just heart-wrenching story about... um, the death of his son um, due to a tractor-related incident, and his ple- his pleading um, with others to just not let their children um, ride on equipment. So that story in itself got, I think, the most letters to the editor that the magazine had ever seen before. And so I think the magazine looked at it like, "Wow, can we? Should we keep telling these stories?" Or should we try to do something about it? And we're happy that they they chose to do something about it. And they brought the right people together um, to basically form uh, the program that we now and love today. So um, now the Progressive Agriculture Safety Day program, now we're just in our 27th year, we are recognized as the largest rural safety and health education program for children in North America. And we aim to reach children um, between the ages of four and 13 uh, with age appropriate, hands-on, fun, and above all, safe methods. So to date, one thing we're really proud about is our program has reached more than 1.8 million um, participants. That includes both our youth and our adult volunteers. And uh, we strive uh, towards the mission of providing education, training, and resources to make farm, ranch, and rural life safer for children and their communities. So um, a little bit, bit about my role as the education content specialist. I am the person that's responsible for all of our curriculum. So I'm always doing my best to develop new um, curriculum based on emerging issues and safety and health related topics, as well as make sure that all of our current topics and our hands-on activities and demonstrations are relevant, uh, fresh, and relatable to today's youth. Um, I also work at helping with all of our safety day coordinators throughout North America, making sure they have all the resources needed um, to have a successful event in their community. And uh, something I do on the side prior to uh, joining the foundation staff in 2014 is I'm also a safety day coordinator. So I have been uh, coordinating a local event in my community here in Clearfield County, Pennsylvania, Um, for the last 15 years and getting ready to have uh, my next one on September 22nd. 
That is awesome, Jana. Thanks so much. It's great to hear about you and also the history of the Progressive Ag Foundation. That is really neat to hear. So now let's talk about harvest season. You know, it is a busy time, no doubt about it. You know, choppers and combines are in full throttle and then everything else that comes with it, like farm trucks and tractors on the roads, packing trenches, filling grain bins, you know, and more. What important safety tips should farmers keep in mind this season? That is an excellent question. And I want to start out by by first saying that I do believe that most farms are safe places. Um, But like you mentioned, during these hectic, busy times of year, we tend to abandon that safety focus. So um, it could be because of those long hours in the field, maybe the rushing around to complete many tasks in a short amount of time. Um, that likelihood of preventable preventable incidents from occurring um, increases during harvest. So um, when we cut corners and we become complacent, it can be deadly. So we need to do things like set realistic goals um, so we start off on the right foot. So I have a few tips to share with those listening today to help them do just that. So I always say it's important to stay alert. Uh, That's one of the best strategies to maintain your safety focus with those long days. Um, remember to take breaks. I know it's hard. I know sometimes you're racing against the clock or against the weather, but um, we need to take some breaks throughout the day. Make sure we're, we're um, eating a well-balanced diet, staying hydrated and drinking plenty of water, getting a good night's sleep, and never shying away from asking for help. Our farmers are one of the, the best uh, people out there to, to help and give a lending hand whenever needed. I know that there's others that would do the same. So if it if you are very busy, make sure you ask for help. Um, also, it's just an important practice to review those safety protocols with all the, the helpers and workers on your farm. Um, this includes both uh, new workers and seasoned because it's just good to you know have that refresher and keep safety again at the forefront. Um, I always say continuously check for blind spots and take time to do a walkabout of your equipment. Um, you never know what could be around it. it. It is hard to see when you're up there in the driver's seat. Um, and then if you're traveling on rural roadways, it's really important to be as visible as possible. So make sure you have a clean SMV or slow moving vehicle emblem um, that's evident on all your tractors or implements. Um, when appropriate, use hand signals and use lighting during evenings or inclement weather. And then don't forget the PPE, your personal protective equipment, things like your rollover uh, protection bars on your tractor, um, hearing protection, and also um, eye protection is so important. Um, I also like to stress that, you know, our farmers, it's not just their responsibilities, everyone's responsibility responsibility to share that roadway. So um, all of us that are, that are out there on the rural road roadways, we need to also have patience. Um, slow down and use caution um, because we know that during these times of year, it's going to be more hectic, just like we're seeing right now with school back in session and more school buses. So um, we all want to make sure that we're getting home safely each night to our families and that's everybody's responsibility. And then my last little tip that I'll leave everyone with is, is remembering that we are our child's first teacher. So as parents, as grandparents, it is really important to always be role modeling safe and healthy behaviors. Um, It's important to know that if if your child sees you doing something safely or investing in safety and making it a priority, uh, the likelihood of them doing it as well will be greatly increased. 
Thanks, Jana. Yeah, those are some uh, great reminders for all of us to keep in mind. And perfect segue here as we talk a little bit about children. So harvest time can especially be exciting for kids wanting to watch and participate in really all the activities on the farm. What suggestions do you have for helping to keep children safe, Jana? So the best thing to remember with children is to remember, you know, put ourselves back in that position when we were younger and we're curious. Children are curious, um, but they don't always understand all those dangers that can take place on the farm. Um, a couple statistics I'm, I want to share with you that are just sobering um, is the fact that um, every three days a child dies due to an ag-related incident. And this is from the National Center uh, or the National Children's Center, excuse me, for Rural and Agricultural Health and Safety. Um, the sad thing, many of these incidents could have been prevented, and the majority of them involve things like ATVs, machinery, and livestock. Uh, additionally, another statistic is that about every day, 33 children are injured due to an ag-related incident. And when we look at if the child uh, was working on the farm, most of them were not. So 60% of the children that were injured were not working um, when the incident occurred. So again, they could be in that blind spot um, at the wrong place at the wrong time. So that's why it's really important to have those conversations with our children um, about um, safe practices on the farm. Um, for children helping or working on the farm, we always wanna make sure that we're giving them age appropriate and developmentally appropriate tasks. Uh, we want to make sure that they understand the risks involved and all the necessary safety precautions and what pieces of uh, personal protective equipment should they be wearing to complete those tasks. Now, for younger children, again, we need to have that conversation. We mentioned already about blind spots. While equipment may be easily visible to that child, that child may not be visible to the operator. So we need to remind children that the, that the farm is a very busy and active workplace and, you know, it's, it's not a place to be playing. So we want to teach them not to be climbing or riding on equipment. And, you know, this, this, it may be hard for some folks because it could be tradition, but we also discourage children riding on tractors or equipment because we like to use the saying, it's easier to bury a tradition than a child because we, we hear about the statistics. We see the articles each week about these children um, that are injured just doing something simple that maybe we all did as a child or maybe we did with our, our, our grandparents or our parents. So um, it is nice to uh, be reminded that, you know, things can happen in an instant and we need to always keep safety at the forefront. And then last but not least, uh, when we are talking about our little ones and, and having them on the farm, if, if they're not of age to be helping or working yet, it's really important to designate a safe play area for them. So someplace that's away from all the hazards, but also um, within vision of a responsible adult. So um, we need to make sure that that, that area has boundaries. So um, some type of physical barrier like a fence. And we also need to make sure that if we're sending the, the child to this play area, we need to make sure it's safe uh, by making sure it's always well-maintained, keeping the grass mode, keeping uh, snow removed if it's the colder months, and also just uh, examine, examining it regularly for any potential hazards. Great tips for us to keep in mind. Thank you, Jana. So lastly, I think it's important to note that farm safety includes much more than just our physical health, but our mental health as well. Jana, could you share some ways that farmers or really anyone can strengthen their mental well-being and stress management? Sure. Well, one important thing to remember, <clears throat> excuse me, is that our mental health and our physical health 
really do go hand in hand. So uh, taking into account our physical health, we need to ensure that we are seeing our, our doctors regularly and going in for our checkups. Again, adopting a good exercise regimen, eating healthy and not skipping meals. And then again, drinking plenty of water and getting a good night's sleep. So both our minds and our bodies require a much needed break um, at the end of the day. Um, we're all going to feel overwhelmed and stressed at times. So I think the best way to prepare for stress um, is how we're going to respond to that stress. So um, thinking about coping strategies. So I'll share a few with you now. And I encourage folks that are listening to think about, you know, which ones that, that might be easy for them to adopt or that they like the best. So um, one simple method is just by using a stress ball. Um, that could be a great outlet to just get relieve some of the stress, but also things like breathing exercises, meditation or yoga, and even just some physical activity. Decide what you like to do. Maybe it's a walk or a hike or even a bike ride. Um, your outlet may be entertainment. So maybe you like playing games, putting together a puzzle, or just curling up and watching a good movie or a television show. That's perfectly fine too. Um, hobbies are important. So maybe you want to find something that you enjoy doing. Maybe it's something you gave up because you didn't have the time for it. Maybe it's time to get back involved with that hobby. Um, and also volunteer. It feels so good to help a friend uh, or give back to the community. And it's it's a great way to stay connected and also cultivate uh, relationships. So volunteering, um, it just it, it does so many things. It does good for your community and it does um, it does your mental well-being good as well. Um, I also encourage folks to make that connection. So reach out to a friend and talk about what's stressing you. I know that that's difficult. I know it's it can be really hard to maybe uh, break the ice and want to talk about it, but I encourage you to do so. You'll feel so much better. Um, but also, if, if you don't you don't feel comfortable talking to someone, maybe you want to seek professional help and somebody else to, to, to communicate with. Um, the other thing, if it, you might be somebody who likes to write your thoughts down, so journal, write, write those negative thoughts down on paper, and then you can close the book on them at the end of the day. Um, and then I also want to mention if somebody is feeling depressed, um, if they have thoughts of suicide, there is help. Um, the National Prevention Suicide Lifeline is just one phone call away. It's 800-273-TALK. Very easy to remember. And we are also part of the North Central Farm and Ranch Assistance Center. And they have some amazing resources for farmers and their farm families. Um, and you can find out more on that at farmstress.org. Last thing I will leave you with is just the importance of also understanding and recognizing that children feel stressed too. Um, that's why Progressive Agriculture Safety Day program actually developed mental well-being and stress management cur curriculum in large part due to our friends at Farm Credit um, as one of our sponsors for the program. Uh, we also received additional grant funding through the Central State Center for Ag Safety and Health, one of our NIOSH Ag, ag Centers in Omaha, Nebraska. And our goal with this curriculum is to really help children um, understand and respond to their emotions, identify coping strategies, many of those that I just mentioned, and also to understand the additional resources that are available to them. So Jana, as we conclude, are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners here today? Yes, thank you, Rachel. I want to stress uh, one more opportunity that is coming up that everyone can take part in. Uh, Progressive Agriculture Safety Days, we are a huge supporter of National Farm Safety and Health Week, which is coming up on September 19th through 25th. 
Um, the overall theme this year is farm safety yields real results. And it just it's a good reminder that uh, safety should never take a backseat on the farm or the ranch. So there's different days, um, different days that would happen throughout the, the week, and they'll have different topic areas or themes for that day. So I'll just run through those real quick. Um, on Monday, September 20th, the theme will be tractor safety, safety and rural roadway safety. Tuesday, September 21st, we'll focus on overall farmer health. Wednesday, September 22nd is a, a favorite of ours, and that's safety and health for our youth in agriculture. Thursday, September 23rd is agricultural fertilizer and chemical safety. And finally, Friday, September 24th is safety and health for women in agriculture. So you can learn more about this week and the resources available uh, through the National Education Center for Agricultural Safety. They can be found at NECAS, N-E-C-A-S, ag. Org. Um, or you can always follow us, uh, PAF Safety Days, uh, on any type form of social media to get those resources during the week. And before we uh, close today, I do want to personally extend an invitation to all the listeners who may be interested um, about Progressive Agriculture Safety Days. Maybe they want to find out a little bit more about us. Or maybe they want to uh, apply to coordinate event in 2022. So I want to let them know that we have extended our application deadline and you can apply directly on our website. It's progressiveag.org and we have an apply, apply now button or a get involved tab. Either one of those will lead you to the application. Um, it's so easy to get involved. Training this year is going to be entirely online and predominantly at your own pace, which a lot of folks will like. We also are going to offer, um, after the success from last year, lunch and learn style booster sessions, which were really um be offered on a variety of topics and help customize your training experience. And then once you're trained, um, you're going to receive all uh, the curriculum, access to more than 30 different um, safety and health related topic lesson plans, hundreds of hands-on activities and demonstrations, a planning manual, and so many other resources. These will all be housed at your own personal uh, website. And there's just so, so much more um, that we do provide. So if you're interested, go there and apply. If you're maybe not interested in hosting or coordinating this year, but you want to pay it forward, you want to maybe donate and help more children go through our, through our program, there is a Donate Now button. And uh, there, uh, donations are always appreciated and really help us um, continue our mission. And we also have a Safety Day Corner column that you can also access from our website uh, we try to post a column there monthly, and it's always on um, specific, relevant um, stories related to safety and health. Well, Jana, we appreciate all the tips, suggestions, information you shared here on today's podcast. And just want to say thanks for joining, as well as good luck here in the upcoming Farm Safety and Health Week coming up. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcast to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at agchoicefarmcredit.